0: Run off to the outside. Johansson, two nothing. Good morning, everyone. This is the Charging Buffalo podcast. Joe and Luke here once again. Season three, episode forty-two. Lots to touch on in this episode. Luke, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, how are you, Joe? Uh. The opposite of good. I got, I got jury duty. Uh, I think there's a
1: receiver in the NFL named Jerry Judy, <laughs> Do or something Judy,
0: which is funny because that sounds like jury, j- duty. jury duty. Yep, jury duty. Mm-hmm. First time for me. Yeah. I hope I don't get selected. If there's one thing in my life that I don't want to be selected for is jury. What about the army? It? What about the draft? The army. I think honestly, I, I would probably pick. Being on a jury over being drafted in the army, but I yes. would not choose the deserts of Afghanistan over the air-conditioned courtrooms of downtown Buffalo. <laughs> true. Yes. True. Yes. Both are extremely unlikely. Well, I mean, I'm juror number 516, so okay. So what are you're, the like, odds? you're the back, you're the backup, backup, backup plan. I hope so. Right. I hope so. Well, don't pick me if you're listening.
1: I might have, I might have <clears throat> sold myself short there in that intro. I'm doing good. There was something I wanted to update you all on today, but um, I guess I don't quite remember it now. So What a shame. What a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 early recording this. I was driving in and I probably just yeah, forgot eight, about it.
0: 8.30 a.m. Yeah. But the Sabres were not silent in mm-hmm. the early stages of this offseason. Correct. So we're going to get right into it. So we will start with the Colin Miller trade. I remember I was at my friend's house, we were having a little cookout, we were in the pool, I get out of the pool and I I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm seeing, Oh my god, they finally did something. Jason Bottrell woke up, blah blah blah. You know, you know the drill. Yeah. Like every every other week everyone's like, Oh my god, fire Bottrell. he's sleeping at the wheel. Mm-hmm. What a coward, blah blah blah, you know. And I'm going through and I'm like, Oh, Colin Miller, okay. Okay, I wonder what they gave up and then i see the trade and it's a 2021 second round pick and a 2022 fifth round pick and I'm like this can't be real and to add insult to injury it's the second round pick from the Ryan O'Reilly trade this the 2021 St. Louis Blues second round pick so what what a deal i can't believe this was the best offer vegas could get well a couple draft picks and it's from a couple years away and three years away for 2022. Yeah. All right.
1: Colin Miller is a good top four defenseman with a fantastic slap shot as well.
0: That clip we played. And he has fantastic RAPM charts too. Uh, oh, oh,
1: okay. Purple bars. We're going to start there. Purple bars. We're going to start that early. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: that clip we played in the intro was from the Stanley Cup final where he just blasted a slap shot past Braden Holpie. I don't know what game it was. but uh, Did I beautiful that I mentioned the purple shot. bars?
0: Purple bars are indeed good. Purple bars are good. Red um, bars are bad. You know who has red bars? Marcus Johansson. We'll get into him. A more little on later. that later. <laughs> but I'm very excited for the
1: Miller acquisition. This is this is immediate improvement. Immediate. Uh, I mean, the the defense has seen quite the turnover now mm-hmm. in this off season.
0: And if you add Brandon Montour to that too, the, mm-hmm. in season mm-hmm. acquisition. Really,
1: too. the last when was that? When was that? February?
0: Yeah, so the last February. Five months.
1: Has seen the top four uh, defenseman. Yeah,
0: quite the turnaround for the defense. Right-handed shot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another. I really thought Vegas would get a better return than that, mm-hmm. and it made Leaf fans angry. So that was also very well. The Leafs. A few days later. they, yeah, they acquired kind Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry, mm-hmm. and they got Colorado to retain. But I like the deal for Colorado a lot because you get Kadri. He's going to be under contract for like three or four more years. <clears throat> Toronto's going to lose Tyson Berry. And they got Kerfoot, too, which is a very nice player. But I also like Callie Rosen, who the Avalanche got, too. So I think Toronto has really improved this off-season when their backs have been up against the wall cap-wise. But let's see if they're going to be able to sign Murder. But, yeah, I like the Miller acquisition a lot. What does that mean for Rasmus Ristelainen? We'll get into that a little later. But Sabres were not done. With the trades, they acquired Jimmy Vesey from the New York Rangers. Yes. Again, sounds uh, like a broken record. For a third round. Yeah, this is not 2016. Uh, for a 2021 third round pick. So, Buffalo keeping their 2020 draft picks, which is very nice, because the 2020 draft is very nice. Mm-hmm. So, Vesey is actually coming. And I listened to the conference call. He, he sounds very excited. And now, Vesey is a de- He's definitely going to add depth to the top nine, but when he was coming into the league, he had extremely unfair expectations, which was expected because he was probably one of the most overhyped college free agents of all time. But I don't know where he's going to slot in the lineup. Their left The left side has become a log jam at this point. you got Skinner, Olofsson can play the left wing, Sherry, now Veazey. Nylander can also play the left side. You have Gergensen's Larson, too. It's going to be... There's going to be some competition this year in training camp.
1: Mm-hmm. And you look at his numbers, and I tweeted this, he's pretty much a lesser Connor Sherry, I'd yeah. say. But there's a size And maybe they
0: could trade Connor Sherry as well. V some value. VC, I was unaware, is 6'3". Yeah, he's a pretty big he's, guy. He's a big he, guy. I think he's scored... He, I don't think he's hit 20 goals, but he's been around that number. He's
1: improved production-wise every year. Last year was his career best for totals. Uh, 17 goals, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I'm not... Maybe 33 points yeah, in total, like something that. like that, or 38 or something, but um, he has improved his numbers each year. That's, that's not to say it's going to continue that trend, but still... But- yeah, they've added some speed and skill to the organization and a little bit mm-hmm. of size,
0: too. VZ is 6'3". is not huge by any means. This but.
1: this forward lineup needed NHL players last year, and VC is an NHL is, player. Yeah, you could clearly. see him playing on a good team.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, would you put him with Eichel?
1: No. No? No. Just because it's a new guy doesn't mean he has to be with Jack Eichel. Every time we acquire someone, it's the narrative is always, he could play with Jack Eichel. No. The instigator is talking about this. And they said, like, uh, I don't know which one it was, but they said, you know, he can score 25 goals if you put him with Jack Eichel. Anyone can score 25 goals if you put him with Jack
0: Eichel. I don't, I don't know if Connor Sherry can score 25 goals. I, I think I liked Sherry with Eichel at the beginning of last season. I wouldn't mind experimenting with that again. Because I think it's important to get Sam Reinhardt off Jack Eichel's win. And I know people are like, oh, they're inseparable. You can't, it has to be Skinner, Eichel, Reinhardt. no. No, you have to. We learned last year they have to spread the wealth out. They have to distribute their depth across the lineup. Mm -hmm. And when you have your three best forwards all on the same line, it hurt Casey Middlestat last year. And I think we're gonna get into the whole Middlestat debate later. But
1: well, a guy who can certainly score 25 goals with Jack Eichel is the big free agency acquisition. If you want to get in. Marcus Johansson, just to throw that name out there for mm-hmm. now, I honestly think he's a guy who can play with Jack. I'm excited to see how that can go. Um, Johansson's been a middle six forward his whole career. He can absolutely play on the top line as well if you need him to. He's certainly a second play line up player. Absolutely. You, up and down the lineup. Absolutely. Up and down the like, lineup. Johansson's one of the guys All that I think of. All situations, too. Yes,
0: exactly. He's He's... Good on defense as well and for a forward. What I like about the signing, it's only two years. Mm-hmm. They two years. They didn't overpay. I think he's getting about the same contract that he got when Washington signed him.
1: And when it's two years at that cap number, it's practically nothing for mm-hmm. this team. I mean, what do what, what we anticipate to see? $3 million, yeah, was some, it?
0: Something yeah. like that. But And when the contract is up, Darlene, Darlene's eligible to sign his extension. This isn't going to screw the Sabers cap. Over cap wise whatsoever. So this is a perfect sign. Johansson
1: also brings skill to the lineup as mm-hmm. well. Something that everybody's wanted. So and honestly, I'm so excited to see him with Eichel. I honestly, I've been and apparently he can play center too. He can which, play center. And well, people I don't are think he,
0: expecting that he's gonna play center. I'm not no I don't think that's like he expecting hasn't, he hasn't played center since Washington. Yeah. It's been a few years. Exactly. So. Yeah. He he's he's a winger. Maybe they'll try him at center just to be, just mm-hmm. to experiment with it. You'll see him at center in preseason, I'm mm-hmm. sure, but I'm not really expecting Marcus Johansson to play center. This is the guy that I wanted from the start
1: of free agency. Um, I mean, for years now, I've liked him. I've traded for him or signed him in NHL for about three years in a row now, so I've been a fan of his injury concerns maybe, uh, 58 yeah, games. For sure. He had 58 games last season. Um Thirty something points, but still, that's on pace for what? That's probably fifty something points if he played every mm-hmm. game. Probably fifty points exactly, but um, very good signing in playoffs too. Yes, Boston.
0: thirteen points in twenty-three games. Yes, yeah, as well. Like uh, and one of the best traits for Marcus Johansson is carrying the puck in. Mm-hmm.
1: His possession numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Hit I was talking my manager. Our charts aren't good though.
1: First thing I brought, in, first thing I brought, I brought up to my manager at work was I said, "Hey, you like, you like the Mojo trade?" and and he brings up his hockey reference page and he's like, "He has he has good possession numbers tonight. That's good. Yeah, yeah, first thing you know, So, um, yeah, those red bars though. Red oh, bars. Oh God, red bars. Red pesky red bars. pesky red bars. Pesky red bars. Buy them out now. If only we could just acquire all the guys at Blue Bars, we'd surely win Purple. bars. I bet you no, the Stanley Cup winner had nobody with red bars. I guarantee that I'll be the judge of that. Man. Keep talking. Well, now I thought we're we're a week into Free Agency now. There's still some names out there. There's there's Michael Furlan, there's Ryan no Dezingle. Hmm. What if Botchle swoops in and takes flyers on these guys too? I don't th- do they have the cap room to do it though. Hold on. I mean, how much do we spend though? We entered with so much. Like so, I said earlier, it's like 30 something million
0: I thought. Mm-hmm. Hold on. They, and I'm not saying these have to be big deals. It's just, you know, you want this second They have play. about $6 million left, and they still have to sign Jake McCabe and Evan Rodriguez okay. and Allmark. So when it's all said and done, they're probably going to have about 2 or $3 million in cap space left over. So they're probably not going to sign another free agent. Mm-hmm. If they do, they're going to have to trade someone. And when you look at the roster, they're going to have to move somebody. Especially on defense, right now they have Ristline, and Bogosian, Scandella, Miller, Montour, Hunwick, Dowling, Nelson, McCabe, and Lawrence Pilot. Mm-hmm. So something's going to have to change there for sure. You know, Joe.
1: Whatever will we do without Danny O'Regan?
0: Oh my goodness! People were having a meltdown that Danny O'Regan didn't want to sign, or maybe they didn't sign Danny O'Regan. Who knows if he wanted to stay here or not? But he went to the New York Rangers. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has purple bars though. So. Yes, but who they they gotta trade somebody on defense. I know Bogosian's hurt to start the year, so is Pilot. So if you don't factor them in, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 8 defensemen. So somebody's gotta go. Hunwick probably gets buried in Rochester. I'm sure they will try to trade Marco Scandella or some somebody like that, but. If you look at I the think right Ottawa, side, the right side you have Ristolainen, Bagosian, Miller, and Montour. Ottawa are, are they going to sit Zach Bagosian?
1: Well, Bagosian is bound to only
0: play fifty something games. True, let's be honest, but he should be ready by November. Should be. That should key. be. But and then they have Nelson too, who's also right-handed. So and if you they waive Casey Nelson, maybe somebody picks him up, but because of the contract and you know he's got purple bars too, but. I honestly don't know if anyone will pick up Casey Nelson mm-hmm. if he's waived. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did, but maybe a team like Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Some like a cheap That's the like thing. That. Scandela might be a target for Ottawa. Just to, to get to the cap floor. To get to the cap floor, yes. And somebody that they might be able to flip at the deadline if mm-hmm. he can turn his career around. So things might finally be looking up because
1: another factor in this is that uh, Matt Molson's contract is finally off the I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I think... That kind of went under the radar. It was like 3.75 that was Mm -hmm. still out against the cap after they buried him in Rochester. But yeah, Matt Molson is finally gone. He hasn't signed a deal yet. He's probably just going to go back to Ontario on an AHL contract. But yeah, a little more depth in the organization now, which is nice. And speaking of depth, they also made some minor league signings for Rochester as well. Andrew Hammond signed a one-year deal. He's going to be the third goalie. Can be kind of a mentor for Uko Pekalukinen. John Sebastian Da, I believe is how you pronounce it. He signed a two-year deal. He's like JS Da. I love it. <laughs> He's likely going to be Rochester's number one or number two center. They also got Curtis Lazar, who I wouldn't be surprised if he is like a healthy scratch in Buffalo. Or maybe even if he makes a team, but he's he'll again, probably, he'll play a probably be a top six center for Rochester, one of an early call up possibly. And also John Gilmore, who was a college uh, undrafted college free agent signing by the Rangers from Providence College. Decent defenseman. He's and he scored 20 goals for Hartford last year, so
1: he was second only to Zach Redman for defenseman Good. in goals. And in now the they're NHL. on the same
0: team. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's going to be fun. Very good for Rochester. Yeah, Rochester definitely bolstered their lineup here. And the guys that weren't qualified, like I know Taylor Lear, he was a Group 6 free agent. He signed an AHL contract with Rochester. They brought back Eric Cornell, Nathan Page, and I think someone someone else with a – oh, they, I think uh, Sean Malone. Sean Malone's back in Rochester on an AHL deal too. So Rochester, they're going to be good next year. Right, let's just hope that Andrew Hammond can – Help him out. Lucanen's Lukinen, not going to be the starter. I think people are getting their hopes up, but I'm sure Day- he'll get some games.
1: Day sure. has been a very good AHL player for a while, too. 15-16, 20 goals. Yeah, and there's the Pittsburgh connection with that, too. He was right. in Pittsburgh. 16-17, uh, 18 goals in the AHL. Then followed it up with 18 again. Last year, he went from – he's at the Devils as well. Um, so he has some NHL games experience as well. 17 goals last year. If I add that up, I think that's 44 points. So um, one of his better years, statistically, at least, last season as well. So that's a good get for the Mm Retros-Americans.
0: For sure. And they needed more forwards. I think we've discussed Mm -hmm. that a lot. And they filled gems.
1: those holes. You replaced Sean Malone with a couple of... They NH- still have Sean Malone.
0: Oh, right, the right. The yeah. um, who deal.
1: Who's the one who walked then? Eric Cornell? No, they kept
0: Cornell. They kept Cornell. Uh, Maybe no one walked. Maybe I'm just wrong. I know the guys that weren't qualified by the Sabres signed AHL deals, a lot of them. But even if but it's... they lost Daniel Regan. They're going to mm-hmm. lose right. Olofsson to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Nylander likely will be in Buffalo if he's not traded.
1: So, I mean, at least you're adding... Even if you're not losing anyone, you're still adding some at least NHL replacement-level guys mm-hmm. to the lineup.
0: Yeah. and Yeah, they've like Lazar, D.A., they could likely play in Buffalo mm-hmm. if in need of an injury mm-hmm. for a call-up. So D.A. especially. He, he, he spent some time with the Devils last year. I guess Lazar, he, like, requested to be sent to Stockton last mm-hmm. year because he wanted to play. So I think that's really... That's a good Strange. character. Yeah, he's a good character guy. <laughs> character and guy. You can go back to Ottawa's Stanley Cup run with the hamburger, when Lazar picked up the burger off the ice, so you can recreate that. But hey, Andrew Hammond—he's proven that he can come up and play, if need be. Mm-hmm. So, and he—he he, with the Avalanche, he started um he started a playoff game against the Predators two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that, and didn't play Hammond, bad. Hammond, Lucan, Johansson. Think like if, let's just say that if Hutton or Allmark are playing like booty cheeks, Ugh. you can bring up the hamburger Foreshadowing and <laughs> and you're not throwing Lukin into the wolves mm-hmm. because having Lukin in as your third goal is just a mistake at this point. Mm-hmm. I know I'd love to see him play, but that's just Carter Hart's a different animal. I don't I don't know if it's a good idea to throw Uko a Lukin. Jonas Johansson
1: should be in consideration before Lukin. I think mm.
0: this season, maybe.
1: I don't want to rush goaltenders at all. I think if if you're using Lucanin it's in, if he's an absolute, gonna get
0: like one or two games, like
1: it's in an absolute emergency,
0: Mikey Pietro situation. Yeah, it's it's, it's that and kind of deal. Excuse me, he got lit up like a or Christmas tree too. Dylan like Ferguson in with the Golden Knights. Yeah, people think got. Dylan Ferguson is good just because he played with the Golden Knights because they don't have any goaltending depth.
1: They won that game like five nothing. He came in in like relief <laughs> with his Camloops Blazers gear <laughs> still on. Uh,
0: with the with the new forward depth though, are we positive that Tage Thompson and/or Alex Nylander make the team out of camp? Tage Thompson will be on the team, especially after development camp. Tage Thompson was a freak at development. He camp. was, and it's not saying much because he so
1: he, he's just he did the same thing in preseason. He's a man amongst boys, quite frankly. But I think there's I don't think you can send him down to I Rochester think you could yeah like, I was
0: noticing the hockey IQ deficiencies though mm-hmm. like what we saw in Buffalo but I think he is just such a talented player mm-hmm. if he can just figure it all out he's gonna be so good mm-hmm. and it might take you know, how I think people forget that Tage Thompson is only 21 years old but it might take until he's 23 24 to break out maybe and he if starts that, If we have to wait that long is it isn't it worth it Thompson turns out to be a good top six forward in a couple of years. Maybe he starts I know in Rochester. Maybe people are impatient. Maybe people are impatient, and they are, but N- it takes
1: that long. Maybe it'll, it maybe it'll be one of those where he starts down the AHL, and then by December we're clamoring for him to be up, say, please call Tate Thompson, please. I don't think analytics people will be doing
0: that. Well, but... analytics people don't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, you know what I mean. Because Just... I think maybe – Not the be all. Maybe Nylander and Thompson start in Rochester, and I think – kneelanders, the way he played at the end of the season, I really liked. What I saw, uh, after his twenty first birthday, he played very well in Rochester too, and then when he got sent back he got that cut on his leg in Buffalo and didn't play the rest of the year. So and Thompson, when he got sent to the AHL, he was fantastic. I've got to catch a couple of mm-hmm. the games there. Definitely the best player. He was the only I think the one of the only players who scored for them in the playoffs too. <laughs> so Maybe Thompson starts in the AHL and has a terrific campaign. He had nine points in eight games for Rochester. Seven, no, six goals. But he had, yeah, he had more goals in his stint with Ro- one less goal in his stint in Rochester than he had in Buffalo in 67, 65 games. But you consider the sample size. It's like, oof, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you want to say something? Uh, oh, okay. Wait a minute. You made a hand signal. I, you I did? Say something.
1: Wait, yeah. Uh Wait, let me think.
0: No, no, okay, no, okay. no, nothing to keep in mind. <laughs> no, nothing oh, also urgent. Speaking of Rochester, CJ Smith. Yeah. Two year deal, seven hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to go through waivers to go to Rochester, so maybe I would assume that they're gonna keep him in business. I would bet you're right because he's old now mm-hmm. and or, I mean what is he, twenty five. He's been something?
1: a pro for yeah. like three or four years. This is years like his, now. Third yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> his third contract. It is his third contract. It is
0: how like how can you avoid waivers if you're a third contract? Smith deserves a chance. I don't know if he's gonna be. They might just be afraid of losing him to waivers, and they'll keep him like in the press box. Because so I don't think he's gonna be playing over Gergensens, mm-hmm. who signed a one-year extension at 1. 1.6. So should be interesting. I don't like that Gergensens is back, but he is what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. He's a good penalty killer. He adds speed and energy to the lineup. And if there's anyone on the team who I think can improve under Ralph Kruger, it's Amos Gergensens. Because mm-hmm. we've reached the point in the offseason where I start to question, hmm, maybe Gergensens finally figures it out. And maybe he can finally start playing up to what we hoped he could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen because Gergensens just he has, gives you nothing offensively. But, no. I I don't mind him. You know, I, I wish I want change. I want change. I think we've, I've been saying this for months. Yeah, I get the losers off the team, and Gergensen mm-hmm. is a loser. He's been here for too long. I can't, like, the first round, like the first round bust. Like they don't go, they don't last this long. Like he, he does not. The f- typical first round bust gets traded years ago. At this point, the Sabers need another Jochen Hesch.
1: Kind of player, and I hope that Gergensen's can mold into that kind of player. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> some kind of forward, some kind of center who gives you a little bit of offense. You know, pretty good defensively, just a good glue guy.
0: I have a feel like if Gergensen has a good year this year, they're going to sign him like a four-year extension at the end of the year, and we're just going to be stuck with him. We're waiting for, the for rest an excuse <laughs> <life>. <laughs> to extend him to give him that big contract. I think this is going to be his last
1: hurrah. If he can't He's a prove UFA ad. The, the,
0: him and Larson are UFAs. Yeah, so.
1: especially Gergenstens. If he can't prove it, I think you got to Well, gotta, they still have
0: to sign Larson, of course, but yes, you get the
1: point. I think you got to move on. If, if he doesn't show it this year, mm-hmm. uh, it's a low risk
0: contract, obviously, but. Got to evaluate your options. Yeah, yeah remaining RFAs, Lena Saltmark, don't expect. I, I would give him a one year deal, and if he doesn't show anything, goodbye, because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't go. All right, let's give Allmark two years. Mm -hmm. And then you got Hutton and Allmark for not next year, but the year after that as well. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. I think we learned last year that's not good enough. And uh, I know people like Linus Allmark, some people like Carter Carter Hutton, but can they do better than these guys? Answer the question. Yes, they can. Mm -hmm. They can do better. Mm -hmm. And there are good goalies available next year. And we're going to talk about that later with all the cap space that's going to be coming off the books. Like, Braden Holtby's going to be available. Matt Murray, might. I think Matt Murray's going to be a free agent. Andre Vasilevsky. Like, how's Tampa going to keep Andre Vasilevsky? If they're not going to be able to. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting offseason next year, too. I've got to bring up my
1: cap-friendly page here so I could uh, read about a specific team who went
0: wild in free agency. Okay, and we're going to get into... Our new segment that you wanted to do. Oh, oh
1: we're going to kick to right that? Right now,
0: we're going to kick to the inaugural Booty Cheek of the Week. Yes, so you folks. you want to give a backstory on uh, it. You
1: might have heard me uh, use the term Booty Cheek. It's one that I hold very dearly to my heart. Um, no, just just to throw it around. It's just a funny little insult. You're a Booty Cheek. Well, uh, Tim Tebow is Booty Cheek. Tim Tebow is Booty Cheek. Tim Let me Tebow tell you.
0: is the worst baseball player in the MILB.
1: Joe and I were at... ESPN 1520 yesterday where we are currently uh, baby birds I guess you could say not quite training anymore on the Bison's games, Bruce and Bison's games and uh, of course we were listening to Tim Tebow just absolutely suck yes. like Yes. <laughs> if I could use explicit language on this that would be it right there uh, he was like 1 for 5 his average is like 159 he struck out 2 times he's brutal yeah. And I I remarked to Joe and Derek Kramer, who is there training us. I said, this guy is just booty cheeks. And so the room erupts into some kind of laughter. And I say, you know what, Joe? Tomorrow we're going to do the inaugural booty cheek of the week on the podcast. And uh, Derek even... Took note of this, and yes. he said he, he ripped out a piece of paper and wrote it down for me so I'd remember to do this <laughs> on the podcast. So here we go. We're gonna hand out the inaugural Booty Cheek of the Week award, and we're at, it's actually the backup Booty Cheek because yes, um, <laughs> uh. It was originally going to be the head of Sportsnet because of the news of Don Cherry, but apparently Don Cherry dispelled all that. He put his his supposed friend on blast, Steve Simmons, <laughs> for reporting that he was not returning next year for Coach's Corner, which would can be. You, a, can
0: you read Don Cherry's tweet in your Don Cherry voice? Uh, yes. Um, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Yeah,
1: you pull that up, and I will introduce our 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 first recipient of the award. And that is, oh, wait, okay, he has it. I will read it. And uh, Mr. Don Cherry says, I must say I am hurt and disappointed that my friend Steve Simmons would suggest in his Sunday column that Hockey Night in Canada might not want me back for next year. I was told a week after the playoff, Ron, that I would be back. And I, it continues. I improvised there, but. The question is this. Why didn't my friend Steve phone me and ask me? Steve, you're a gutless coward. He didn't add that part. That's that's my part. But I, I love he he just leaves it at that. Like yes. it's it's, it's open ended now. He's waiting for Steve Simmons' response. Anywho,
0: supposed friend Steve Simmons. Yes,
1: the award goes to Florida Panthers GM Dale Talon, who went out of his mind mm-hmm. at free agency because why Why only sign one free agent when you could have every single free agent that's on the market? Because this man signed Brett Connolly.
0: Brett Connolly looks like he's 75 he looks, years old. He looks, yes. Hold yes. on, I'll pull, I'll pull it up here.
1: This, this one's my favorite. Um, Noel Achari. It's a good contract, though. Three years, what is that up to? Oh, about $4.8 million. Not bad. Noel Achari was a, a good guy, 27 years old. Uh, very low-risk contract there. Good signing, good signing. Um... I think like they made another one here, maybe the Anton Strawman. That's is it. A Signed sign Strawman. decent, but I three mean, 3 deal. Three years. Ooh, last that year is might be tough, but sixteen and a half million dollars at thirty-two years old. Uh, yeah, you're right. The last year might be tough, but still, you know, they 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 added something there. I mean, eh. and then it, this Sergei Bobrovsky. You pay a goaltender for this is seven a seven-year contract. Ten million. I thought it was worth seventy-two million or something, but I might be wrong there. Um, Sergei Bobrovsky is now making Jack Eichel money. That's right. A thirty-year-old goaltender who will going to
0: be an expensive backup goalie when Spencer Knight comes
1: up. (laughs) He will be receiving paychecks in the KHL. Yes. When, from an I, NHL team. I
0: will be absolutely shocked if Sergei Bobrovsky doesn't leave for the KHL in like three or four years when and, Spencer Knight comes up.
1: And that's the thing. Just two weeks, a week and a half prior to this, you use a 13th overall draft selection on a, goalie. On a goaltender, on yeah. Spencer Knight, who is the most highly hyped, highly touted prospect, goaltending prospect in recent memory
0: from what I hear on, yes, yes, Brett Connolly's I showed this picture of Brett Connolly to my friend, and I asked how old he. He he, he is. looks like a GM. Not knowing, like he has no idea who Brett Connolly is, and I said, "How old do you think this person is?" He looks like a real estate agent. <laughs> he said, "60." <laughs> Brett Connolly just turned 27 years old. My God, what what is that man stressing about? <laughs> Good Lord, he's just finally living up to his. And I wanted Brett Connolly. Stock. I really wanted Brett Connolly. I would Connolly. have taken Brett Connolly. Uh but. I'd the, rather have Marcus Johansson, but
1: the Florida Panthers now have I mean, almost all their cap space has to be gone. I mean you have ten million and one they have one goaltender on their roster. Really? Their total they I have, thought they got it back. Oh, they they got they they have signed have, Philip DeRoger and they have Sam Montembeau. Sam Montembeau. They traded James Reimer mm-hmm. and for and, the contract of Scott Darling they bought, bought that him. out. They have five million dollars left if this is up to date.
0: Um, so who's gonna they, play backup for this? They team? made Roberto Luongo retire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they really not signed any they other. Goalies? They did not sign
1: any goalies. There no. is
0: it actually has one goalie on the roster. On. I thought unless um, there's one in the system. They got, system. got Philip DeRozier. Chris he? Drieger. Oh, Chris Drieger can maybe play backup for them. Who is Philip DeRozier? He was a second round pick in Dallas a little while ago. Big time bust. But, okay, yeah. And again, I'm not sure who the free agent goalies are, but um, I mean. Michael Neuruth is out but... there. Uh yeah. Chad Johnson's out there still. Uh, Cam Ward. Cam Where Ward. did Chris McElhaney go? Tampa.
1: Oh, oh wow.
0: Tampa's got pull up Tampa's wow. cap So friendly right now. Hold on, uh, it's easier if you just Oh, teams? Yeah. Uh, yep. Teams. Tampa Bay. They they signed a lot of goalies. Does that mean Louis Domingue is done? Yeah, they have Louis Domingue, Vasilevsky and McIlhenny. Indeed. Yep, they have three goalies on their roster. And they got on Scott, roster. Scott Wedgwood, too. And Spencer Martin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that should be interesting in Tampa. Will they carry three goalies on the roster? That seems kind of odd. They signed Wedgwood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Spencer Martin.
1: Yeah, it, Don't
0: they have Connor Ingram in the system? Too? They traded him to Nashville for, like, a seventh-round pick. When did that happen? Uh, it happened like a week before. It happened before the draft.
1: How did I not know about
0: that? Isn't he like a good prospect? I guess he has like an he, attitude problem or something stupid like that, but yeah. I don't wow. Know. He had, I feel like he had pretty decent numbers for the crunch, but I don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, damn. Okay. I didn't know that. That kind uh, of went under my radar. Let's talk about some of the other high-profile free agent signings. Why mm-hmm. don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go through team by team. How about that? Yeah. Let me just pull it up here. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Anaheim. I can think of one guy who departed Anaheim that we'll talk about later that signed somewhere. Anaheim didn't do anything, basically. They got Andrew Petrolski, decent. Arizona, they just signed Victor Soderstrom. They gave Lawson Krause a decent contract, three years, 1.5, but Arizona didn't do anything. Uh, Boston didn't really do much. They got Brett Ritchie, who... I feel like they traded for Brett Ritchie at one point. He Was he in the Tyler Sagan? No, no, they wanted Brett Ritchie in the Tyler Sagan trade. Never mind. Uh, Yeah, Boston didn't really do anything either. Uh, of course, we we talked about what Buffalo did. I don't think Calgary did anything either, right? Oh, well, they got Cam Talbot. Mm-hmm. Again, Cal- Calgary continues their carousel of mediocre goaltenders. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the offer sheet. Carolina. It finally happened. It finally happened. The Montreal Canadiens off- signed Sebastian Ajo to an offer sheet. 8 Five-year deal, $8.45 million. If Carolina didn't match, Montreal would have to give up a first, a second, and a third-round pick. The bonus structure of this deal was what made it difficult, I guess, but Carolina didn't even bat an eye. They, they signed. They matched, and hopefully... And I was kind of... Obviously, I didn't want Sebastian Ajo to go to Montreal because that just makes the Sabres' path to the playoffs even more difficult, but good on Mark Bergevin for trying. Okay. And uh, I hope that this doesn't kind of stray GMs away from doing it because they screwed over the Hurricanes. They, Of course, they were trying to lowball Ajo. They only offered mm-hmm. him $6 million. And they made it very tough on the owner yeah. to match. They played paying a paying like $21 million out of pocket. Practically up year. front. Mm-hmm.
1: So they, it was a smart play by the Canadians. Um, and hey, I, I, I'm telling you, I respect Mark Bergevin.
0: I've said this recently, but... I, I heard that maybe they'll go after Laine on an offer sheet. Ooh. I, The Jets have a lot of cap space now. They'll probably match, yeah. but... Marner's still out there. I wonder if there's going to be another option for an offer sheet down the road here. Carolina, they also brought back Peter Mraz, that got a two-year deal, and also Brian Gibbons. So Chicago, what did they do? They Oh, they they got Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks, a one-year deal of $5 million. Yeah, it was $5 million. Uh I think, what does that mean for Corey Crawford? Does it, do you think he's done? I think it certainly means a reduced role,
1: mm-hmm. if anything, because you don't pay a goaltender $5 million, right? He's make, yeah, he's making...
0: Quite a bit for a year. Um, uh, Leonard's definitely going to see, yeah, definitely increase, more yeah, increased playing time uh, there. Colorado resigned Nikita Zadorov. Did you see what Zadorov posted on Twitter? Yes. him trying to decapitate Eichel. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Uh, this made me kind of upset. I really wanted Gustav Nyquist, but at four years, it's probably too much. Five and a half million. I like the Johansson signing a little more. He went mm-hmm. to Columbus. Dallas got Joe Pavelski. I read they got Sakara and Corey Perry too. So what an unceremonious exit as well for Joe Pavelski from San Jose. Mm-hmm. I really want Joe Pavelski. That's a great contract, three years, seven million. Mm-hmm. But I think Dallas is going to be good next year. Really good next mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I mean they finally added some scoring there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota, we like to make fun of them a lot. They signed Matt Zuccarello to a five-year deal at six million. Ryan Hartman, two years, one point nine. Uh, I want to read the quote from uh, from Paul Fenton, um, mm-hmm. Matt Zuccarello. Uh, let me just oh it boy, really did you did you see? It? I saw this. Yes, I saw it, but I
1: I don't quite remember it.
0: Okay, <laughs> he said. I told him when I was talking to him that he's like uh, a lizard, the way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it out as far as it. T- sticks it as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. Paul Fenton on M- Matt Zuccarello. What is that supposed yeah, to mean? You, you ever see like
1: that That it's like the Skyrim thing the speech 100 no, <laughs> like the, no. that's what it's like his skill set he has 100 level speech <laughs> incredible
0: but what is Minnesota trying Imagine to accomplish?
1: Giving Matt a thirty? How old is Matt Zuccarello? How can you look? He's thirty-one. How can you look him in the eye and tell him that? Like Zook's probably <laughs> looking like, "Can I just have this the contract now?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Okay, you're the only team offering for six years." Matts, when I see you, I see a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a um, lizard. Um. Okay. You're like a lizard. You're Matt's. a lizard. Uh, <laughs> you're a reptile. You're an amphibian. Oh my God! Oh, the Rangers got our Temi Panarin. Uh I guess Florida was trying to get Panarin as well. But because the Canucks bought out Ryan Spooner, it opened up a little more cap space for the Rangers because they were retaining some salary on the Spooner contract, which I believe they saved six hundred grand. So once Spooner was bought out by the, the Canucks, the Rangers were able to up their offer mm-hmm. from eleven million to eleven point six, taking the Florida Panthers out of contention for Panarin. So the Vancouver Canucks Kind of like a FU to the Florida Panthers because the Panthers made Luongo retire, <laughs> giving the cap- capture penalty mm-hmm. to the to the Canucks. Uh, any other big... Oh, the Penguins. They signed Brandon Tanev, who is a very good player, to a six-year deal of 3500000 million. You've seen more of Brandon Tanev than I have. What are your thoughts on that? I I, I like deal? this contract. Really? Yeah, it's three and six and years million? at three and a half million. Yeah, I feel like six three and, years. Three and a half is very rich for a bottom six player.
1: For a bottom six guy, I just think the term though is
0: what makes it. I mean, you have a guy for to have a guy like Brandon Tana for six years. Okay, but the money is high. Over
1: time, it's high. I don't think it, it's going to matter that much on a season by season basis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I liked it. Uh, Tanner's a good player he's not that incredible of a scorer or anything but I mean he's I wanted he's a good Tanev, player
0: but if the Sabres sign him in that contract eh, no mm. Uh let's kind of shift over to development camp now Dylan Cousins in the 3 on 3 French Connection tournament uh, was hit by Brandon Hickey who is now public enemy number one in Buffalo uh, thumb injury he, when he took his glove off, his thumb looked like okay. It was yeah, black that, and blue. That does right not away. look good. But yeah, he had a procedure uh, the other day mm-hmm. on his thumb, and it's, he's gonna be out for two to three months. So mm-hmm. he's probably gonna miss the World Junior. He's definitely gonna miss the World Junior Summer Showcase, which is kind of a shame. But uh, he, I think, this spells the end of the hope that he'll be in Buffalo at the start of the season.
1: Well, this is a bullet dodge because we know Nolan Patrick missed. The majority of his draft year with some kind of arm injury, correctly, it was, it I was think like so. a wrist injury or something. So, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, arm injuries are dangerous because they can keep you out a while. It doesn't seem like they can, but um, so at least it's he'll be ready in time for the start of the season for in Lethbridge, some capacity yeah. for Lethbridge. Yes. But um, it's 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 I guess it's better than a no rush. There's no, no rush. They no. don't
0: need Dylan Cousins in Buffalo at the start of the season. They added a couple forwards, so. Mm-hmm. They don't really need him in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Give Give Nylander Thompson a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- one thing that I took away from development camp, One Matias Samuelson is just, ugh, my God. Ryan Johnson, like if you're still like, oh my God, I can't believe they picked Ryan Johnson. I've never heard of him. Go watch him play. Mm-hmm. Go watch the University of Minnesota because this guy is going, I, I don't want to say he's going to be a stud, but what a good skater. Did you see the shootout goal? Yes. From the final. Yes.
1: I couldn't believe the move for
0: a defenseman. For man. a defenseman. Shifty. Mm-hmm. He can skate so well. He can pass. Like... He kind of looks like you. Really? Yeah.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: Okay. hmm <laughs> But yeah. I, I, I love the player. Love the player. I, I'm i very excited for Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very excited. And he was wearing number 76, which is kind of a bummer. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was just so thoroughly impressed with Ryan Johnson at the tournament and at the one day I went to, at development camp to watch the practices mm-hmm. but Matias Samuelson man he 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 can't play <laughs> he's, he's just uh, he's just, he's just so he was by far the slowest on the ice it's and what I love about going to
1: these is that it's so much easier to evaluate guys in person mm-hmm. than than on TV like it's not much Devontae Stevens is never going to probably never yeah. going to be on the team but I observed, like, man, this guy cannot take a tape to tape pass. Yeah. Pucks were bouncing off his stick every which way. Mm-hmm. He could not accept a pass. It's easier said than done. I've never played hockey, but still, I mean, you see these things. Um, you know who really impressed me physically, and I wasn't expecting this? Brett Murray. Yes, I didn't I, know he's six four. Brett
0: Murray, he's. A, I've always been impressed with him at development camp. And he's a huge kid. I guess he doesn't have a place to play next year, which is. He was in the USHL last season. He was, though. I think, the USHL leading scorer. He had a
1: lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, but of, he was twenty playing in the USHL. You <laughs> should. You should have that yeah. many points, but he originally, he played in like. Carlton place in in some Ontario league when the Sabres drafted him, one pick ahead of Victor Mete. I'm still bitter, bitter, but then he went to Penn State. He wasn't playing when he was playing. He was in a very small role, and then he went back to the USHL. He was going to go to University of Miami, and I guess their coach got fired, and then he he decommitted. Now he's going to I don't, there's just no plan. Why Why don't the Sabres just sign him? Why can't he play in Rochester? Or even in Cincinnati. I mean, why not? He's he's a decent player. He's, mm-hmm. I think he had size. He's a skilled he's player. He's huge. He skate. He's huge. I like him. But. He's
1: just he he has a thick body. You know, like he's a big presence. But yeah, back to
0: Samuelson. Man, the guy can't skate. He he just looks so clumsy, and it's a shame that he's probably gonna be in the NHL in Buffalo in a couple of years because this guy just screams to me. Everyone's gonna hate him. He's gonna be Marco Scandella. He, like, he, trade him, use him in a trade to get something, get a player, trade him at the trade deadline to get a rental, do something, because this guy, I, I, you, I've been weary on this guy, but it just hit me like, like someone threw a brick at my face. Like, this guy is not good. We gotta archive this so that we have it. For the future, we could throw yeah, back when he it. becomes a Norris trophy winner. My god, or we could say you called it. I mean, people are starting to realize, like, hey, like, I mean, they have Johnson now, mm-hmm. they don't need both of them. Mm-hmm. Both of them are never gonna be on the team at the same time. You, you can move Matias Samuelson. I like Ryan Johnson a lot more in the few viewings I've had of him, so goodbye, Matias Samuelson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to be harsh or anything, but. Will he make the World Junior team? I mean, he played last year. He'll probably be like the captain, but he was horrible at the World Juniors. Horrible. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not a big Matias Samuelson fan. If you've been listening to the podcast for many months, you know that. Oh, another thing I took out of development camp, Ralph Kruger. Did you see the speech he had in the locker room? I didn't watch it. This guy is a motivator. I I would run through a brick wall for Ralph Kruger. I'm – I'm – Okay, I'm hopeful that he's going to work out, but I'm not getting my hopes up. I, I don't want to get my hopes up because, what are we on? Coach number five since the rebuild, so I'm just, if if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I really, at this point, just get good players and hope that they can start winning hockey games. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, the early returns on Ralph Krueger, I like it. So yes. far, yes, yes. I, I met him. I met you him did? in the elevator. I didn't. Oh. I didn't talk to him, but you saw. You saw I, him. I I walked next to him on nice. the way to the elevator. Nice. I walked past him in uh, Botrol, and there's like at the corner mm-hmm. watching down. Yeah. I walked next to him. I made sure to kind of walk, take the yeah. same strides. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So it looked like I was walking with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good guy. He took a picture with some kids, and then we were oh, all well, waiting thanks. by the elevator. And then mm-hmm. he was like, you know what? You said to his buddy, you know what? Let's take the stairs. So oh, he didn't nice. wanna. He didn't wanna ride the elevator with us, common folk. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's talk about Rasmus for Yeah. For the 300th consecutive podcast. <laughs> uh, as it stands right now, my defi- like if nothing, no other changes are made. Top pair: Rasmus Ristolainen, Colin Miller, Lawrence Pilot, Brandon Montour. Uh, no, I I would keep Pilot with Ristolainen. I really liked them together last year. Mm-hmm. And then Jake McCabe, who they still have to sign and Brandon Montour. That's a very good defense score. Mm-hmm. Very good. If that if that's their defense score, I think they're in probably the best shape they have been defense-wise since, like, 2011, mm-hmm. 2010, something like that. So that's very good. It's almost a decade. So mm-hmm. <laughs> do they keep that depth, or do they trade Ristolainen to add a top six forward? Can they get a top six forward for Rasmus Ristolainen? That's another question. I want to see Ristolainen as strictly a second-pairing guy. I want to
1: see how it works out. I want to give it some more time. I don't just want to rush to this trade. okay? And I know, yeah, we've given him, how many years now? Four or five years. But still, put him in a new spot, give him a new opportunity, and see how it goes. The big thing has been, we're not using him right. He's not in the right role. The right role for him is a second-pairing defenseman. Why don't we see him in that role. Then why don't we see how we should use him before jumping to this con- before jumping to this conclusion? Because we know he's not a top two guy. Red bars, red bars. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe with little playing time, those become blue bars, and purple. we're all happy. Maybe
0: they'll even be purple. Maybe they'll be purple. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I l- I really liked him with Lawrence Pilot, mm-hmm. and he played well with Matt Hunwick too. I think he had good advanced stats with Matt Hunwick. Mm-hmm. So I I would be shocked if Matt Hunwick sees the ice in Buffalo. This Hunwick year, was I liked him. Hunwick last year. was fine. I he mean, it wasn't horrible. I you I thought it, it could have gone worse. It could mm-hmm. have gone worse. I mean, I'd rather see younger yeah. players on defense. But mm-hmm. yeah, Rasmus. Do you think he's going to get moved? I still think they're going to hold on to him. I honestly think he's going to be moved. But yeah, I really, I think that if they were gonna trade him, it would have been done already. I'm not really buying the belief that the Sabres are shopping him at all.
1: I think he'll move, but I don't want it to happen.
0: I don't think it's gonna happen this year. I think next year it'll happen if he doesn't have a career revival.
1: At the same time, I don't see it happening mid-season.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. It'll be next off-season mm-hmm. because uh, maybe it'll go after like an Alex Patrangelo or something. Mm-hmm try and make a like if they're going to make a big splash it's going to be next year. Mm-hmm. Let's pull up uh, John Vogel had a piece on the Athletic, very good, go check it out. Another name that's still out there actually if I can just kick back to this uh Patrick Maroon. Is a Yeah, free agent. I'm surprised he hasn't re upped with St. Louis right, yet. Right. Right. Let's take a look at the remaining free agents. I know mm-hmm. we wanted to do that, but...
1: Yeah. But yeah, Patrick Maroon. I I didn't even know he was available, but that's um
0: games played.
1: I'm surprised a guy like Andrew McDonald hasn't gotten like a minor
0: league. Really? Like yeah, he'll probably get like a PTO you know? or something like that. Yeah. Deion Van is still out there too. I'm not suggesting that the Sabres should sign him no. by any means but oh my god. So many filters on cap friendly. Yeah right. Sort by we'll go uh, games played. Okay. We oh yeah, got games played. Yeah. Alright. Good cards. Criteria. All right, Patrick Marlowe still out there. I'm surprised he hasn't signed with San Jose yet. Shehan is still out there. Justin Williams hasn't signed yet. I would take Justin Williams on mm-hmm. this team. Magnus Piarvi. Zingle still hasn't signed. Plays all positions, scored 56 points last year. Uh, Kruger signed a deal in Europe, I know that. Pommenville's still out there. Uh, I really want him back because he had purple bars, but... I mean, I would definitely rather see a younger player than Jason Pomville. I'm sorry. Like, there's no room for him. It's time to move on. Brian Boyle, his name was connected to Buffalo. He scored 18 goals last year. He can be your fourth-line center. Mm-hmm. I would not have a problem with Boyle coming to Buffalo. Furland's still out there. Derek Broussard still hasn't signed yet. Ben Hutton. I guess Josh Archibald's been connected to Buffalo as well. He wasn't qualified by the Coyote. He had 22 points last year. Toby Reeder. <laughs> Toby Reeder. Uh, Thomas Vanek. Vanek is still there. Jake Gardner. Okay, Gardner. There was some bogus rumor uh, last week that connected Gardner to Buffalo, Montreal, and Winnipeg. Yeah, I think that was obviously debunked because it was a fake account. But what do you think? What If they signed Jake Gardner to a deal – like, terms similar to Johansson, mm-hmm. but, I don't know, with 5 or $6 million. I'd love it. It'd be perfect. Why be... has he not signed yet? Certainly I'd, there has he's to be interest. had injury problems, I think. He was out for quite a bit last year. Yeah, right he now. only played 62 games. And, of course, the defensive deficiencies as well. But, I mean, if you pull up his RIPM chart, everything looks amazing. So, he's a god, clearly. hmm I would not mind Jake Gardner at all, but if they brought in Jake Gardner, then they would have to trade like one or two or three defensemen. So mm-hmm. I think they're probably looking at their defense and like, okay, this looks good. This looks fine. I think we can go into the season like this. Uh, and then they're like like younger guy like Dimitri Yaskin, who not exactly a point producer, but more of a defensive guy at this point. And that's about it. There's nothing besides those bigger names that are available that are going to be game changers. I think mm-hmm. Buffalo probably stops with what they've got. Mm-hmm. If maybe there's a trade that presents itself, I like a name like Tyler Toffoli, kind of like a Jeff Skinner situation mm-hmm. from last year where guy with one year left, pull him in. If he does good, give him a contract. Mm-hmm. Toffoli a former 30 goal scorer. so And, Everyone struggled in L.A. last year. Everybody. I would bring Tyler Toffoli in. If you can get him on a cheap, cheaper deal. No, not a cheaper deal. A cheap trade. Like maybe you go up a second round. Actually, they've been trading a lot of draft picks. Mm-hmm. So maybe a prospect and a player. Who knows? But I would take Alec Tyler Toffoli. Tyler is Nikolai Ehlers really available? If he is, give him Rasmus Ristolainen because the Jets' defensive depth is really non-existent s- at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it's gone. Sammy Niku is probably going to play next year. I mean, Kulakov is probably going to have to take on a new role there. Maybe Logan Stanley makes the jump. Maybe. They lost Tyler Myers. They mm-hmm. traded uh, Jacob Drewbert of the Rangers, and they lost... Uh, I think Ben Chirot is Ben Chirot went to Montreal. Three yeah. years, three and a half million. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of money for Ben Chiratt, But So they have Dustin Bufflin, Kulakov, as you said. They re-signed Beaulieu. Mm-hmm. Tucker Pullman. Tucker Pullman. Oh, man, haven't heard that name in a while. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's looking ro- I think they could definitely use Erasmus for the line and maybe they'll be like, Okay, you can have Ehlers but you also have to take Perot. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'd do it. Oh yeah. I, I like would take t- I would add like Neilander. I would add picks, like mm-hmm. get uh Nikolai Ehlers. I love Nikolai Ehlers. I definitely him, like, like to see the Jets time. I'd like to see the Jets track down Jake Gardner. I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. They have opened up some cap space by trading Jacob True as well. Uh, I want to pull up next off season. Yeah. Because that's what John Vogel was talking about. Because the Sabres have so many guys coming off the books mm-hmm. next year. You think of Saboka. Yep. He's off the book. That's $3.5 mm-hmm. Uh BZ's off the books. Sherry's S- off the Scandella books. Is off next Scandella's year? Scandela's off. Bogosian's off. Mm-hmm. That, that's like five guys right there where you're opening up significant cap space mm-hmm. for the future. So... Let me just pull this up. Oh, nothing is coming. That's very sad. Hold on. Uh well, and yeah, next year it's it's the
1: clearly off-season to replace all those guys. When well, there's going to be such a good crop they, to pick They from. can
0: make a big splash if mm-hmm. they want to. Mhm. Oh, okay. So highest pro profile name here, Taylor Hall. Can Buffalo land a guy like Taylor Hall? The thing is for Buffalo to land a big fish next year, they're gonna have to show significant progress this year. Where they're gonna have to, if they don't make the playoffs, they have to just miss, and their young players are gonna really have to come through to and produce. You, you're gonna have to try and appeal to a guy like Taylor Hall, who I think John Vogel pointed this out in his piece. You can have Taylor Hall and Jeff Skinner as your one-two punch on the left side. Oh, come on. Why can't we get Taylor Hall? Yeah, so why, why can't, not? Why can't we be in it? Why not? I mean, he's getting paid $6 million right now. He's probably mm-hmm. going to double that. He's going to get 11 or 12 But you mean to tell me, like, the way Taylor Hall plays, you wouldn't give him a seven-year contract? Come on. It's Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Skating has always been there. He's, I mean, he had that injury problem last year. Mm-hmm. But... It's Taylor Hall. Now, I I, I mentioned this earlier and kind of a, a, a crit, I
1: criticized it about every time we get a new guy, we say, can they play with Jack Eichel? Taylor
0: Hall, Taylor Hall and Jack, and Eichel. Jack Eichel oh. would destroy oh. <laughs> the National Hockey League. Yes, he only played 33 games last year, but he had 37 points, had 93 the year before.
1: 37 points in 33 games. Oh my God,
0: monster numbers. Yeah. Okay. Buffalo should use our cap space next year to get Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. They should, mm-hmm. the, if if the Devils can't sign him. Mm-hmm. But hey, they need a goalie. Oh, I want this so bad. Brayden Holtby's available. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's thirty, but Ilya Samsonov's probably going to be taking over. Alec Petrangelo, thirty. He's thirty right now, but I mean, there you go. I mean, St. Louis will probably try and sign him. But and my man right there, Nick Backstrom, Tyson. Barry. Nick Backstrom as well. Nick Backstrom, stu- a center. A center. There's your second line center. There's your second line mm-hmm. center. Bonafide playmaker. Mm-hmm. One of the better playmakers in the league. I yeah. Mean, like... He has.
1: Doesn't he have assist records and stuff? Some,
0: probably. He probably leads the <laughs> Capitals playing, all time playing with assist. Alex Ovechkin. Your whole career, you should have. But assist that's records.
1: Assist may as well be Nick Backstrom's middle name. Yeah. That's what he's known for.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Mikael Granlund, I'm a big fan of him. He wouldn't be a bad idea. I want Tyson Berry so bad.
1: How about Justin Schultz?
0: Justin Schultz, Mm. they they probably don't need another right shot D, but Tyson Berry plucking him from the Leafs would be Mm -hmm. fantastic. I mean, like, the the problem here, most of these guys are old. There's Mm -hmm. not, like, a guy who's 26 that's, like, Galchenyuk would be one of the younger guys, but, I mean. I, if depending on how he does in Pittsburgh, he'll probably do great.
1: Justin Falk's probably going to re-sign. They're already in meetings. Mm-hmm. In the Hoffman,
0: is 30, he'll be 31 at that time. I love Jared Spurgeon. He would be a mm-hmm. great signing. Shen, oh my god. Vatnin wouldn't be bad. TJ Brody's kind of old. I, then there's Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli's Tifoli.
1: coming off the books next year, so maybe you wait to see if he's I a would. UFA. I would go
0: in and make a trade for Tyler Toffoli. Kreider's going to be a free agent. Like, there's a... Odds are when July 1st comes around. Roman Yossi. Mm. He, he's left-handed, right? Yeah. But odds are when July 1st, 2021 comes around, or 2020. Did
1: I see Evgeny dadanov's name down there? I think so. Hold on.
0: That would be a nice yeah, little Dadunov, pick. Yeah, Dadanov he's 31 right now, though. Travis Harmonic? But, what, yeah, again, once, even in, like, six months, most of these guys are going to be extended. Yeah. But there will be some that aren't, too. Like, Backstrom... Maybe Washington's like, okay, thank you for your service here, but we're going to have to move on. Now, is will it be wise for Buffalo to give a long-term contract to a 33-year-old Nick Backstrom? Probably not, but... I think if the Capitals have an early playoff exit, then
1: yes. I think it hinges on if they make conference final, maybe he comes back because he can still get them. Because who do they have
0: down the middle besides uh, Kuznetsov? Oh, my God. Uh um, yeah, Lars Eller. Maybe Backstrom will take a discount. Maybe he'll go back to Russia. Who knows? Oh, man. But, yeah. Uh, what, what about the RFAs? Hold up. Who else? I'm just trying to think of who the
1: capital center depth is. Is Nick Dowd a center? I feel like
0: Dowd left. Or what's his name? Boyd? Travis name? Boyd. Travis Boyd? Mm-hmm. Maybe him. All right, RFAs, Matt Murray. There's that Pittsburgh connection. Mm-hmm. He, you're, it's going to take a lot to get him. Vasilevsky. I'm not offer for shooting Vasilevsky. I'm not no. giving up four first-round picks for a goalie, I'll tell you that. Reinhardt and Montour need to be signed that year. Anthony Mantha. Not a huge RFA class. There will not honesty. be any offer sheets next year. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. But yeah, this is the year for the offer sheet. Tate Thompson, RFA. But yeah, not Nico Heisher, Nolan Patrick, Casey Middlestadt as well. But I don't think middlestat is an offer sheet eligible. So, mm-hmm. yeah, next year's the year. Go get Taylor Hall. I don't care. I don't care about his age. I don't care. Taylor Hall is Taylor freaking Hall. He is a phenomenal hockey player. And if you put him with Jack Eichel and Reinhardt, and then you got Skinner on the second line. And of course, there's the Buffalo Bubble. People who are like, Jeff Skinner's better than Taylor Hall. No, you're wrong. Just stop. Okay. Yeah, stop it. Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, do you want anything? To, do you want to touch on anything else before we get into some <sighs> follower questions?
1: Um. No.
0: The Canadians are going to be very good. I want to say that even without getting uh, Aho, they're still going to be. They're going to be a very good team.
1: team. Um, people forget they have Ryan Paling. I feel like not many people remember that. Mr. Hatrick in his first game. Mm-hmm.
0: And he had the shootout winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, first question from Austin. What is a realistic stat line for Casey Middlestat next year? Mm. 16
1: goals. Okay. And 28 assists. I think that's fair.
0: He can certainly do that. I take it. 44 points? Yeah. I mean definitely step in the right direction mm-hmm. can he get to 50 if middlesex gets to 50 next year I would be very excited mm-hmm. I miss the days when everyone was so hyped up over Casey Middlestad and it, I know people a lot of people have soured on him a lot of people and I haven't soured on him but that excitement just isn't there for me anymore and it's very sad because I bought three Casey Middlestad jerseys and it's very disappointing but Expectations were high. He didn't live up to them, mm-hmm. but he's 20. Just <laughs> remember that he's 20. I get it's a young man's league now, but you can't forget about the development here. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, mm, I'm gonna guess. I, I one of my bold predictions for next season: Middleset hits 30 goals. I'm gonna say it okay. right now: Casey Middleset 30 goals, 20 assists. It, in that event, I think the Sabres are a playoff team. Yeah, if you're that's getting the 30 thing. goals from a guy, Middleset, if and he's not getting thirty goals if you stick him on the third line with Connor Sherry and Jimmy VZ. It's just not happening. And I wanna say this. I I know people are like, Oh, you they can't play middle stat on the second line. It didn't work out last year. Buffalo fans, I'm not gener- i do not wanna generalize here, but in Buffalo, we have some of the most closed minded fans in all of the league. Reinhardt can't play center. It didn't work before. He was 18 years old when he played center here the first time. Or maybe he played, I don't even remember. It was such a long time ago. But when Reinhardt played center here, you know who his wingers were? Samus Gergensen is a Seth Griffith. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you gave Jack Eichel those wingers, he probably wouldn't look fantastic either, okay? Put Reinhardt at center. If you, okay, we need a second line center. They just addressed their winged up. They just got mm-hmm. Johansson and Vesey. That gives them the resources to put Reinhardt at center. Okay, there's your second line center right there. Bang. Okay, who were middle wingers swingers last year? Sherry, Oposo, Rodriguez? Okay, well, what did you expect him to do? Put Skinner with him. Put Reinhardt with him. Put Olsen with him. Give him something Mm -hmm. to succeed. You can't... Okay, you... You have your second line center. Okay, let's hypothetical. They put Marcus Johansson as the second line center, and they bump Middlestat down. Mm-hmm. You're putting him in the same situation. It's just he's up against lesser competition. But okay, you got Sherry and Vizi as your as your wingers. Then what? I mean, he's not he's not at the point yet where he can carry his own line. He needs to be insulated. He needs to have good wingers, and if if you put him on the second line and he has Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhart as wingers, you can put, I don't know, Victor Olafson and somebody else with Jack Eichel or Johansson, all right, now, now your top six is looking decent. Mm-hmm. It's looking really good, and I think it's important for me to give Jeff, to give Casey Middleset good winger. You, you have to put him in a position to succeed. Give him first power play time, Middleset's a supremely talented player. You gotta put him in a situation to succeed. Alright, that's my TED talk. <laughs> well said, well said. And I know people get triggered at the idea of Middleset playing in the top six. Like, okay, I'm sure he's hitting the gym this off season. And again, get ripped, Casey Middleset. We've been saying this for weeks. <laughs> We've been saying this for weeks. Get rid of get rid of that second chin and get rid of that baby fat and you're looking good. Okay. Ristolainen did the same thing. When Wristlin was drafted, he was fat. He's a fat kid. And now look at him. Look at him. I mean, it didn't really change anything, but <laughs> not nice, but if Middle needs to spend an off season with Rasmus Ristolainen. Did you see D'Laine's Instagram story? Oh yes. Story? Yes. <laughs> him him doing squats and, and the caption was uh. Trying to get, trying like, to Rasmus. get like Rasmus Ristolainen. Okay, next question. Uh, what is your ideal forward in return for Rasmus Ristolainen from T-Pan 429? You know what idea I heard that really got me excited? And I think
1: could happen. Uh, Anthony Sorelli. Okay. I think it could happen. I like Anthony Because you got to give up something to get something. and I'd rather have Nikolai Ehlers. But... The Lightning have a surplus of guys, though, that they can give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd take... Anthony Sorelli. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would want a little more, but. I was thinking, how about Anthony Sorelli and Adam Ernie, right. a depth guy. He a pick, too. You know, and a pick. pick in there.
0: Sure. I, I really like the idea of Nikolai Ehlers. And I like the idea of trading for Nikita Gusev, too. Mm-hmm. A guy like he, he just screams to me the next Artemi Panarin, Nikita Gusev. Mm-hmm. I would love to add him to this group. And he's asking for, like, $4 million. You got the room for it. Put mm-hmm. him with Eichel. Olfson Eichel, Gusev, Middlestadt, Reinhardt, Skinner. That is a great top six. Mm-hmm. And another thing, back to the middle back to my Ted talk on Casey middlestat <laughs> It's important. Like, I'm not I don't think they need like, okay, whatever. Maybe he's not ready to be a second line center, but you need a third center that's got experience playing in top six that can take pressure off of him. That was supposed to be Patrick Berglund and that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. They they still need that center. They don't have that center right now, and maybe it's Marcus Johansson. I don't. I see him more as a winger, though. They still need to find that guy, and it could be Johansson. Who knows? But they need to find somebody, even if he they're playing on the third line. I think people get too caught up in numbering these lines. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they need to find that other center that can take the pressure off. The thing with
1: lines too is they're not static. They change. Yes, they change. Guys move up and down the lineup. You don't need a constant second-line center. How many teams in the league have a guy who strictly plays on one line? Unless it's the first line. Good teams. Right. It doesn't happen. Like The truly elite guys, your one centers, your Sidney Crosby's, your Connor McDavid's, okay? Nobody just sticks in the lineup on any given night. I mean, Jeff Skinner was playing on the third line some nights, Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, guys move up and down. It's not like... You know, Middle stat, even if we do get a guy, Middle stat's still gonna get some nights where he's second
0: line center. And he's getting more. Minutes. Yeah, uh most of these are the same questions. So yeah. uh yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's all we got for this podcast, I guess. I mean, the professional hockey players are versatile. Yeah. Anyone can slot in and play center, I'm sure. That's what practice is for. And I guarantee you most of most of the wingers in the league, have played center at some point in yeah. their career, going back to like their midget days at least. Now um, we're talking center. Are we talking just face-offs or the responsibility of I mean, the to center, too? Skinner took a lot of face-offs last year. Mm-hmm. You remember. And mm-hmm. he was decent at them, too. Just because you're playing the wing doesn't mean you can't take face-offs. Right, right.
1: But when people say, like, oh, this guy should play center, this guy should play center, what are we talking? Are we talking, you know, they're playing the
0: traditional role of the center or are they, you know, just doing face-offs? Are they, what are you doing with that? Again Going back to my original idea from months and months and months ago, why not try Casey Milstead on the win? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because the
1: center is supposed to be the defensive forward, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really like Reinhardt's defensive game. I don't think that would be of much service. But um, I don't know. It's complex position, clearly, but... I just think the idea needs to be fleshed out a bit of like what people want in a center. What, what is it meant by center,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's all we got for this episode. Uh, probably one of the last more structured podcasts like we usually do. We're going to try and flesh out some fun episodes going oh, yes. forward. Uh, next episode, we're going to do the Jersey Draft 2. We're going to try and get some other guys in the studio. We'll, we'll try and get... Steven on this because even in the last one, and um, we'll try and get Jared and some other guys from TCB in as well. If you want, if you know anyone that wants to be part of the Jersey Draft, any guys on Sabers Twitter, if you want to be on the Jersey Draft too, come in the studio and we'll, we'd love to have you on. Come on, it. There's gonna be a big, a big Jersey Draft. If you yes. listen to the last Jersey Draft, you'll remember. We're talking
1: all-time, jerseys. all-time jerseys, not just current home and aways. Yes. We're talking any kind of jersey all-time that you jerseys.
0: want. <laughs> We're going to make a whole lineup, a mm-hmm. whole lineup of the jerseys, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fun. It's going to yes. be a fun episode. Yes. So get ready for that. We don't know when it's going to be, but it's the next episode. The next episode will be the jersey draft, and maybe next week. Next mm-hmm. week. At least two weeks. We're trying to do it at least yeah. every two weeks. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Uh, all right. You can take us out of here.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you again, everybody, if you gotten this far, for listening to this episode. Again, we'll be back, uh, kind of a semi-structured schedule here, um, hopefully in two weeks or so. You can follow me on Twitter at L-V-K-E-T-C-B and Joe at JoeTCBNHL, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, follow Charging Buffalo as well uh, at The Charging Buff. And also, check out our website too because we always have some uh, good stuff coming out there. Um, hopefully getting some more stuff out on the uh, website. Some more, yes, uh, check some out some
0: Austin's on. article on Marcus Johansson. Mm-hmm. He also highlighted... Sabres fourth round pick Aaron Hoogland as well so mm-hmm. definitely go check that out also we, fr- we always neglect like to mention this but there's a podcast tab on thechargingbuffalo.net. yes you can check out all of our episodes right there it's a whole playlist if you want to go back if you're bored one day and you want to be like you know what I wonder what it was like back two years ago when the Sabres sucked yeah uh, around the Winter Classic mm-hmm. you can go listen to that it's fun our on-demand audio so on demand
1: audio. we should rename it on demand <laughs> um and also you hey, you know what this i'll say is just throw us out there um if you're in our mentions on twitter if we see if you see this link pop up on your timeline uh tell us what you're listening on what platform you're listening on whether it be spotify soundcloud or apple Podcasts. just i don't know i just feel like it would be cool to see uh what you guys are listening on yep. but anywho thank you guys for listening uh, thank you for following along with us. This if you whole want to
0: nominate the next Booty Cheek of the Week, just let us know.
1: Yep, we're open to ideas. Whoever you want to hear for Booty Cheek of the Week, we're all yours, baby. <laughs> we will see you folks in the next one. Thank you.